Welcome to the Mike Litton Experience Podcast. Mike has over 31 years experience in real estate, finance, and investing. He's passionate about being a father, a teacher, a realtor, an investor, and a leader. Everyone has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it. And now, introducing the host of the Mike Litton Experience, Mike Litton. So what can you expect from the Mike Litton Experience? You can expect stories that will inspire, motivate, advice that will sharpen your focus, and expert information on real estate, finance, and market conditions. <laughs> Lexi Lowe's, thank you so much for being our guest on the Mike Litton Experience. I'm so excited to have you on here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited too. This is my first podcast, so it's definitely exciting. This is cool. So as we as we talked about, everyone has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it. So with your permission, we're going to start with where you were born and go all the way up to today, and then we can talk about anything you'd like to talk about that you're working on today or for tomorrow, okay? Okay. So where were you born? I was born in Portsmouth, Virginia, and um, we moved up to York County, Virginia, so not far like an hour away when I was in third grade. Okay. So did you grow up in Portsmouth? Uh, not really. Well, a little bit, but I ended up going to York County schools and it was funny. The only reason, and we, I love this area. I still live in this area. Um, it's really funny because my mom met my stepdad and he worked in Richmond. She worked in Portsmouth and Richmond is like two hours from Portsmouth. So they okay. were like, well, we need to find somewhere in the middle. So they found York County out of pure coincidence. And it was probably like, what do I call it? I call it a hidden gym. Okay. Like I love York County so much. It's like, I think I told you, it's like a everyone knows everyone type of yeah. spot. Yeah. Um, and I love the community. So I'm so happy that's where we ended up. So was that your favorite thing about growing up in York County? Um, My favorite thing about growing up in York County. My favorite thing about growing up in York County, um, the people that I met, I'd say I met my best friend who left pretty early on in my childhood, but I still talk to her every day. She lives in Texas now, oh. um, but that was probably the coolest thing. And it's funny because I knew she was my best friend and then I ended up moving into a neighborhood and she ended up living on the street over. Oh, wow. Yeah, we didn't know. I was like, I'm moving to this neighborhood. She goes, I live in that neighborhood. And it's like a maze. It's a huge neighborhood. And I was like, well, what are the chances? She goes, not very big because, I mean, not very small because, you know, it's a huge neighborhood. And then she was, I remember this so clearly. She was driving, she was in a van with her family. And she was like, oh, for my friends on the road, my friends on the road. And she hopped out the van. And that's when I knew she was my neighbor. Oh, that's cool. That's mm -hmm. a great story. I love that. She's still my best friend to this day. And we met in fourth grade. Oh, that's cool. So what was your, what, who was the most influential person to you growing up? The most influential person growing up. So I didn't meet them. There's two people. I did not meet them until May of 2020. I was a senior in high school at the time. Um, and I stumbled across them working at Food Lion as a cashier. Um, I started out by babysitting for them. And it's so funny because everyone always asks you, and you're like, who are they to you? And I always used to say like, I just used to babysit for them. And then they became family. And I refer to them as my mentors in life now because um, they've had 
the biggest impact. They were the ones who helped me pursue real estate, who supported me. One of the few people that supported me when I did start. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So you, so what high school did you go to in York County? I went to York high school. Okay. And did you have a favorite subject? Oh, math, (laughs) but, um, not towards the end, but, uh, math was definitely my favorite subject. Um, I would say I liked, I loved community stuff. So like a big thing that I did in school, obviously I loved school, but it was more so like a volunteer events. I was part of youth volunteer course. So I always did like volunteer events and then I played field hockey in high school as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I heard it's not a big thing on that side, but it's a huge thing. It's a huge sport over here. It's, it's, it's gaining popularity here. Okay. A lot of the cooler kids play field hockey here. Well, I talk to people because, you know, this area is the biggest military state in the United States, I think. And um, there's so many people that I know that are just military, military, and they've never heard of the sport. And I'm like, you've never heard of it? They're like, no, I don't know what that was. And I'm like, okay, well, it was really cool. And I played it. So (laughs) that's cool. Yeah. So, so you go to high school, you graduate from York High School. Where do you go from there? So you have to think. Um, my senior year, I didn't, I was in school for maybe three months. And then the, um, the school that was also in our district, their school caught on fire. So then I had to go to school every other day for maybe a month and then COVID hit. So my senior year, I didn't, you know, COVID hit. So everyone, everyone went home. Everyone remembers COVID. I feel like it was so long ago yet, not so long ago now, but, um, so during that time, I kind of, ha- I didn't get a prom. I didn't get any of that, but we, um, I was at home and I decided at the time, you know, everyone had this dream college. I was like, okay, well, I'll, I didn't want to leave. I, I, like I said, I love this area. So I ended up going to Christopher Newport University, CNU, which is right there in Newport News. So it was 20 minutes away. I didn't live on campus um, just because it was so close and um, it was during COVID and it, it just, it's weird because everyone, you know, I was in the National Honor Society. I was always a good school student, but, um, at that time I, and you could, I don't want to blame it on COVID, but I mean, I was practically going to school online and it just, it was not, I wasn't happy, you know, and I was also overworking at the time as well. So it was just, um, not the right fit for me. And that's when I landed in real estate, but, it's funny because I was, I was, you have to think during that time, like I said, it was COVID. So I was going to school. I was also working, I think four jobs at the time. And mm. I would just realized that I didn't, I didn't like it for some reason. It's so weird because I know growing up and now if I want something, I'm very good about it. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this, but I wasn't in love with school. I, I just, I didn't want it. And, um, that's when I chose real estate. It's not for everybody. It's weird because everyone would have said that it was for me. So it was a big shock to everyone and it was out of the blue for everyone too. Well, I, it doesn't surprise me that you'd be a good student. That just doesn't <laughs> surprise me. Well, I was the teacher's pet. That was my senior superlative. You're but... <laughs> very smart. You're very smart. Um, very I was, smart. thank you. Yeah, I was teacher's pet. Um, and I think I told you this story, but, um, you know, the notes app in your phone, Mm -hmm. 
so I was just, I was so lost. I was just trying to clear out my phone one day of all these extra notes that I had. And I saw a list of dream jobs that I wrote as a sophomore in high school. So three years prior. Mm -hmm. And at the very top of the list was real estate agent. So that's when I quit everything and started right away. So why, why do you think as a sophomore in high school that that was the top of your list? It is so weird. I remember, you know, since you, when you are a freshman um, and, you and you're going to these counseling meetings once a year to figure out what you want to do in life, they, the number one question is, what are you going to do? What college are you going to go to? Are right. you, you know, like you have to be successful. What are the steps next? And I just remember that constantly being told to me. And I wrote down a list. I think one of them was like a pharmacist technician. Um, like, I think I still have the list. Um, but at the top of it was real estate agent. And it's weird because I was never someone that was obsessed with houses. I know everyone's like, I loved houses. That's why I started real estate. You know, I wrote it down then. I don't know. I knew that I loved people. That is something that I've always loved. Um, I've always been a huge people person. But I don't know what prompted me to put it, but I saw it. And I didn't even remember that I wrote that down as a sophomore in high school. I saw it. I looked at it and I went, I'm doing that. It wasn't impulse. It was impulsive, but it wasn't. It was kind of like when you know, you know. So I saw it and I went, I'm doing this. I'm completely doing it. And I've, I've never been one to be impulsive in life. And that was the most impulsive move I've ever made in life. And that's, that's how it started. <laughs> so why do you think that is, though? Why do you think? Why do you think you had that impulse? Um, I couldn't tell you. I knew that. Okay, here's the other thing. Okay. I went to college. Um, I was majoring in business administration to start my own business. Yeah. I had one of the four jobs that I had at the time was sales. And I knew that I was good at it. Um, and it wasn't like I loved being a salesy person by any means. Right. It was the connections that I was making with people about whatever the product was and you know because I had a passion for it so I knew that I, huh what were you selling at the time I was selling knives but um <laughs> but it was a company but um was it Cutco yeah wow yeah I was working there for only three months but I made like the um top in the region right away and it was going really quickly but that wasn't like I liked people but I didn't want to sell knives nothing against them I personally just I don't I like I said I like I wanted to help people in a different way that wasn't it was just a job that I got approached by when I was in college and I was like sure I'll take it on top of the three other jobs that I have now <laughs> you know do you know John Rulin or do you know of him uh no I do not know so John Rulin works for Cutco has for a long, long time, one of their mm -hmm. absolute top producers company-wide for years and years and years, wrote a book called Giftology. Mm -hmm. And he spoke at a business conference that I went to a couple of months ago now with my daughter. And I reached out to him and he's coming on the podcast in February. Oh, wow. So there's this book I have right next to me. Um, it's called Cutting Edge Sales. And it's about, it's a sales book and it's yeah. written by someone at Cutco. Yeah. So John Rulin, who started out at Cutco, mm -hmm. uh, wrote this book called Giftology, and he's um, he's coming on the podcast. And then I end up interviewing one of my favorite people in the world. Her mm -hmm. name is um, Jessie Wright, and she's here in San Diego. And we start talking, and she worked at Cutco with John. It is really cool. 
because Cutco, um, you know, obviously they sell knives, but if you look at the company behind that, they form this, it's a core value thing, just like real yeah. estate. Yeah. And they teach you, obviously they teach you sales, but they teach you the meaning behind connecting with people and what that means, which I think is what makes people really good at any job, you know, connecting with people. So they taught me a lot of skills in three months. And obviously I, I went up pretty quick in it, but I realized that I loved doing sales, but that was not the particular sales avenue that I wanted to go down. And so, um, and that's, you know, that was just part of it, but I still talk to my Cutco manager from three years ago. I still talk to my, uh, sometimes I will be over there and say, Hey, I'm in the area. Are you at the office? I'll stop by. And like, he told me to like talk in front of their whole class of like little college students that are all doing it at the time. He was like, what advice would you give them? And I was like, whatever you taught me, because obviously it's doing something now. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to look back to, especially for him to tell me like, Hey, speak to the class, speak to the class, tell them what you think. And I'm like, okay, um, just listen to Andy and he'll tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> That's cool. So re- remember we were talking about before we started this, we were talking off camp off air about um, your list of books. Yes. I would highly recommend Giftology. I'm going to add it to the list. You're going to have to text me it so I don't forget. I will be happy to. I'll be happy. <laughs> okay. So you end up making an impulsive decision yeah. to get into real estate. Mm-hmm. How did you pick the company that you went to work for? Okay. So at the time, so it's funny because my mentors that I was telling you about, they had their agent that they had used four times over. Mm-hmm. I reached out to her. And she's a great person. I signed up through her course, but I realized that she was just doing things, you know, not in a modern way. It was just very, just traditional ways of being a real estate agent. And I knew that I wanted something new and with the generations and, you know, just up-to-date marketing. Right. So um, at the time I had just moved in. Well, I just moved in with my boyfriend at the time and his friend's wife was in the industry and I interviewed three or four brokerages because that was one thing on my research was to interview multiple people because, you know, they say, you know, everyone wants you, you have to figure out if you want them. And right. I, there was some brokerages I interviewed. It was very strict. It was very, you know, by the book. And I would count, my, like I said, I think I'm a pretty extroverted person. Um, I wanted someone that like a team that felt extroverted. And I knew that I wanted to be on a team because how was I supposed to learn or, or jump in with two feet by myself? No one was right. going to teach me. Being and the course, we all know the course does not teach you how to be an agent. It just teaches you the laws of, of being an agent. It teaches you how to, how to pass the test. That's it teaches awesome. you how to pass the test. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I interviewed with everyone. And then my, like I said, my boyfriend at the time, his wife, um, she was with, at the time it was, real estate we were uh elevate real estate group and then um i joined that team and a year later my team lead wanted to become a brokerage owner so we could go be independent agents okay so then she joined she bought um first class real estate elevate Ooh, okay. and then i was i was a part and i'm still a part of that and then i went to be independent october three months ago now okay yeah. So you're your own deal now. You're your own team leader. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and again, okay. that's the second most impulsive move I think I've ever made in my life too. But I, I did marinate on that one for a little while. What made you do it? What made you take the leap? Um. So I pretty much learned 
everything contract related was trained to me because this is a great team. You have to think they they really and they teach things the untraditional way. They teach it the new way. You know, right. um, it's a very good team. These people are st- like I still talk to them every day. The difference with, with being independent was obviously I had to get my own deals, which I was already doing prior. Um, and once I started leaning into TikTok and social media and getting leads off social media, I said, okay, why? Well, I want to be independent now because I'm getting it. And it's still scary because it's all in your own hands. But it's at the same time, it's really exciting because if I don't do the work to get my own clients, then I'm not going to get anything. So it's a little more pressure, I'd say at the same time. But real estate, being a real estate agent in general is going to be a lot of pressure if you're in charge of making your own paycheck. Yeah, it can be. It can be. It can be a pressure cooker. Yeah. Yeah. But it also that's what drives people too. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think you like drive. (laughs) I, 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 um, I would say, yeah, I I like drive. (laughs) You don't like drive at all. Okay. Two, two questions for you. Number one, what was your favorite thing about being on a team? Um, we felt like a family. They were there for you. And that's why I chose them. That's the exact reason I chose them was because they were more like a family than anyone else. Everyone else looked at you as someone else to make like money for them. Like a number. Yeah. Like a number. And yeah. these people were still family. We still, we text real estate in our group chat, but we're also like, Hey, guess what happened to me today in our group chat? You know, like we're, we're family and um, it's very empowering. I have a really good team. Well, she was my team lead. She's a broker now. Right. She you know, she was a really good mentor. Um, and then other agents there have been just there for me, especially because I'm a baby agent. Not only am I a baby agent, I'm the youngest one on the team. So they all, I came in and they're like, okay, this is what you do, <laughs> you know? Um, and that, like that team, I just went to the Christmas party last weekend and, um, it's the same as always. I love it. I'm never leaving them. And I know a lot of people, they've jumped from brokerage to brokerage, just brokerage to find the family that works for them. And I've never left. I've stayed with who I am forever. And yeah. well, forever, meaning these past two years, but. <laughs> so second question, what's okay. your favorite thing about being independent? My favorite thing? Well, my favorite thing about being independent. Well, you make you make more of a paycheck now, but like I, but that's why a lot of people go independent. I think it's like you're, you're leaving the nest, you know, you're on your own. And although that is, yeah, that's really scary, but I like it at the same time because it's pushing me to do more. And I like pushing myself to do better or else, you know, like I wouldn't do better and I'd stay in the same place. So I like having something to push me to do better, I think. Yeah. And you have to take risk, right? In order to get anything in life. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that was definitely a big risk I took, you know, and the team is always there if I wanted to go do it. But right now I'm just in my own zone. I still talk to them every day there, you know, but I'm just an independent agent with the brokerage. Um, But it's crazy because I met them in real estate. And then one of the most, like, probably one of the people that I'm closest to in life, I met another girl other side of Virginia. She's all the way in Northern Virginia. I met her off TikTok. We connected off TikTok because that's where we both started getting leads from, from posting informational videos and everything. Um, I met her as well. And she, um, she does her own independent thing as well. And um, 
we call each other every day and I go, what are you doing to get productive today? And she goes, this is what I'm doing. What are you doing? I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. That's why I called you. What do you have for me to do? And then we'll just motivate each other. Um, whether that be, you know, posting informational content, going to do home tours, um, lining up client check-ins, you know, whatever it is, we'll also motivate each other. And we're not even in the same brokerage on the same team, two different people from two different sides of Virginia, and we will both motivate, motivate each other. That's awesome. So that's one of the things that I was going to suggest to you after having done this for a hundred years. Um, that's one of the things I was going to suggest to you is the people that I know that are the most successful have a peer partner. They have somebody that they that's in the industry that they're in and somewhere near their age, you know. She is. That, she's my she's a year older, I think. Yeah, that they can that they can pick up the phone and call every day. And if not every day, every Friday, right? And oh, then, we call like five times a day. It's crazy, oh. I think. <laughs> but the conversation needs to be, what did you get done this week? Mm-hmm. Right? And then the next question needs to be, what are you going to do next week? And then that person needs to review whatever it was you said you were going to do last week, this week with you to make sure that you got there. Yeah, an accountability right? button. Yeah. And then the question is, if you don't get there, do you need to revisit your efforts or do you need to revisit your goals? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's funny because looking back when we first met, I just reached out to her. I thought she was famous on TikTok. I said, hey girl, I would love to connect. Like she just looked like someone that I knew that I would connect with, someone my age. Mm-hmm. And at the time she had 5,000 followers on TikTok. She has almost 20,000 followers now. Wow. and. And I had zero and now I have 5,000. And this is in the time span of pro- only a couple months, eight months now, probably. Yeah. And um, we have learned what's worked for each other by constantly posting every day, you know, what content works best, you know, and we don't only do content though. Like we wrote down our goals for 2024 together. And not only do we write down what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it, but we broke it down into each section together. And she was like, okay, that means on these days, we have to be on these meetings on this day. We need to call and make sure we call this many people on, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, she's the one who I started um, my referral group with. So we just started a referral group because there's so many out there. But everyone, you know, everyone has their person if they've been in this industry 15, 20 years. So our goal, we're not filled up yet. I think we're at like 50 people is to get one person, not from each state, but from each market. And we host a Zoom meeting and they're all in different brokerages. That's the thing is we're all in different brokerages. Um, And we all do a Zoom meeting uh, once a week and we're just bonding and making this network of people. And it all started out with me and her. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you have one person a week that speaks to the group? Yeah. So right now we're actually entering our third week tomorrow. And um, we all introduced ourselves on the first Zoom meeting. The second Zoom meeting, she went over what worked for her and her success. And then, or no, she did that the first meeting after we introduced ourselves. And then yesterday, I mean, last week, I did what worked for me and my success. And um, we just asked them like, hey, these are the topics we have planned out. Not only like, do we want to see what's worked for each agent? Because we're all doing the same thing, you know? So maybe just try it out. But we also ask what they want to hear. So like, I mean, have you tried a listing presentation? This is the one that's worked best for both of us. So we'll also hand out things that we've made on our own together um, and share it with the group too. Because a lot of them are, some of them are, have been in the industry four years, three years. 
a lot of them are newer agents, which is really cool to us because we're making those connections, like I said, early on to, you know, because the other referral groups, they have someone that they've known for 20 years that they're going to refer yeah. someone to. So yeah. starting that now um, is really cool. And that's like an even bigger accountability system because we even have a group chat with them. That's like who made their social media posts of the day. So not only are me and her holding each other accountable, but we're doing it with the group too. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's exactly what you want. You're building an accountability structure. That's exactly what you need to surround yourself with. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. So let me ask you this. What's your favorite thing about what you're doing now? Right now? Um, in real estate? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, actually anything. So we're up to today. So we're we're now in through your life story up to today, right? And so the question is, what's your favorite thing that you're doing right now? And it doesn't have to be what you're doing for a living. It can be just what your favorite thing is that you're doing right now. Okay. We talked about this a little bit. Um, investing in myself. Yeah. Because um, I started doing that this year. I started reading a lot of books. I started posting on social media when I was so afraid about what everyone else was going to think. Mm -hmm. And it's helped me. Um, like I told you, I wanted to start a little podcast. I'm just starting to do things that really make me happy. And um, it's not only helps me in my business, but it helps me as a person. And like we talked about, once you focus on yourself, they say, you focus on your business, your business gets bigger. Mm -hmm. You focus on yourself, your business 10 times. Yeah. Um, so I would say investing in myself is my favorite thing right now. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> That's, you know, for being your age, you have a lot of wisdom. <laughs> you really I still do. have a lot to learn. I know I still have a lot to learn. <laughs> I understand. But here's the thing, Lexi, there are not a lot of 22 year olds that think the way you do. Seriously. Okay. This is impressive. This is really impressive. I've heard that before, but I, I don't know. I think, okay. I think like, you know, what you go through makes you learn lessons, you know, makes you learn lessons. So each lesson in life, you gain a little more wisdom. And I guess because I did skip the little college part early and then went in straight to the work field, it's, it's made me learn a little more lessons early on, which I like, and I'm st I still have a lot more to go. I know I do, but I definitely, um, like I told you, it's weird looking back to myself three years ago when I was so lost. I, I didn't know anything. I was like, oh, real estate. I know I want to do this, but how am I going to do it? Right. To now going, wow, you did it. And, you it, and it I out. still got to do a lot more. I, I know I do, but- You figured um, it out. You figured it out. Yeah. Right? It's it kind of like TikTok, right? You figured it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it's crazy. That's, that's really impressive. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What's working for you on TikTok? Being consistent. And you'll hear this with anything, any, anything in life. And they say that when you're in a job, when you're working on any other thing with yourself in life, you have to be consistent. So I started out by doing one video a day for 30 days. I gave myself a 30 day challenge. I said one video a day for 30 days. 30 okay. days passed. I did one video a day. Second month for 30 days. I said, okay, I'm going to post twice today, twice a day for 30 days. 30 days passed. I did that. Started getting the viral videos, the clients off videos. Awesome. Third time rolls around. That was a little hard. I failed. 
So I restarted it. <laughs> um, you just got to get back up and try again. Well, what was and the third? What was the third month commitment? Three times a day for thirty oh, days. Oh, okay, okay. So, so, so it was one, two, and then three. And yeah. the, third month, the third month. So, what was it that? What was it that kept you from doing the three a day? Was it just too much? Um, a life change. I mean, there was a lot, you know. But there's no excuse. I don't think there's any excuse for it. I just wasn't consistent. Yeah. And then as soon as I started being consistent again, I got uh, two clients. I just got on off the phone with one right before um, I got on the computer with you from TikTok. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's there. You just have to be consistent. But you have to think it's, I think my biggest struggle was coming up with content. Some days I'll be like, Gracie, what are you thinking today? I feel like we've run, run over every scenario that there is in real estate. Mm -hmm. And um, she's like, I don't know. And so we'll go and we'll start going through like what, we would think as a buyer or seller and have questions and put that into a video for tips, but we'll also do agent related videos. Like, Hey, like one of my most viral videos, I think it had like 344,000 views. It was like the solid truth about being an agent. So I'll get agents to reach out off of there too. And I love it. And that was not my goal. My goal was to attract clients. Right. I love it because I give them advice. I wish someone would have told me before getting in the industry and I don't regret it, but I think there's a lot of people that want to do it and they try it and immediately hate it. And that's because yeah. everyone made it seem to be this big, glorious thing, which I'm not saying it's not, but you have to work for it if you want that big, glorious thing. Well, that's, that's the thing that people miss. So they, because, you know, here's the thing. Okay. I've been doing this. I told you 31 years. I'm February. It'll be 32. Yeah. Okay. I love every single day of doing this. I love it. And so what people get from that when I teach, right? Or when I share, what they get from that is, oh, well, it's got to be easy. No. It's got to be simple. It's got to be, right? And that's not the thing. That's not, yeah. you have to, you have to love it enough to be dedicated enough. Kind of like you're talking about, you know, the three a day kind of thing. You have to love it enough to be dedicated enough to follow through with it. Right. And, you know, everywhere I've gone, every company I've ever worked for, I've always been the top producer. Some wow. of them are the top producer by 70%. Okay. And these people, I, and I moved out of the offices when my son was born 25 years ago, I moved out of the offices that I was in. And the reason for it was people would come over. Hey, Mike, you got a minute. 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 You got a minute. One got a minute turned into seven hours at the office and I got nothing done. And all of these got a minutes were, they were trying to figure out what the secret was that made me successful yeah. because I made it look easy. Okay. It's not easy. Well, here's the thing. What I started doing was I started telling them, you know what? I got a minute, but you're going to have to ride with me because at the time I was putting between three and 4,000 miles a month on my car. Yeah. I the field all the time. I was gone yeah. all the time. Okay. So I'm like, you're going to have to tag along with me for the day. That's it. You're going to have to leave with me in the morning and I'll bring you back tonight. And I would have them tag along with me. And at the end of the day, nearly every single one of them would go, you are out of your mind. <laughs> I could never do this. Uh -huh. How in the world you love this as much as you do is beyond me. Okay. Um, my granddad. There is no secret. You just have to work. 
Well, that, and you have to love what you do. So um, my granddad said, uh, you love what you do. And I know this is a common phrase, but I always heard it from my granddad growing up. You love what you do. You'll never work a day in your life. And um, I I truly believe that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't think I'm ever working a day in my life because I I love it. Like uh, there's nothing else that I would rather do. Um, And so that's, so when people tell me I've gone, I've gone through, the same thing, especially with people, especially starting the industry, people are looking at me like, why are you doing this to yourself? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? I, I get to do this. I, I get to go and like, I don't know. I just absolutely love it. I really do. Cool. So I would do it. I would do it again. If I was started, if I was just now getting in the, into the industry, I would do it again. So let me ask you this. If somebody is getting into the industry, no matter how old they are, okay, mm-hmm. they could be 18. They're getting into the industry. What would you tell them? What would be the best piece of advice you could give them? To get a really good mentor, to believe in yourself, and to market yourself on social media because social media is a new way of marketing. So if you can't learn that, then it's going to be 10 times harder. I'm with you. That's cool. And having... A mentor, like I said, I have my mentors in life were a big part of it. Even when I joined real estate, I have real estate mentors, but my mentors in life, um, they started businesses at a young age too. So having a mentor that's there for you, that knows what you're going through when you're starting a business that can help you do all the things that they wish they didn't mess up was the best thing, you know, or just guide you in that sense. That's cool. So is there anything else that you'd like to cover before we wrap up? Uh, No. Well, I have to tell you this, and I'm not just telling you this because you're on with me. Okay. You are incredibly impressive. And I'm super excited for you. And I'm super- Can I ask you a question? Of course. I've gotten that told to me. Well, Josh Pono told me that. What makes y'all, I always ask that, like, I've heard that before, but what makes you think, like, what makes you say that? What makes you think that? There's a number of things. So number one is your focus. Number two is your drive. Number three is you're just an absolute light. When you talk about, I'm not joking. When you talk about real estate, you glow. You absolutely glow. And you're smiling. You're literally, your smile, your smile is just bursting. Like you're just, you're, you're, you're trying to talk and you're smiling all the time, right? <laughs> because you're, because you're happy. You're having a lot of fun and you can tell you are incredibly impressive. I mean, you're really talented anyway, but when you combine that with your passion when you combine that with with your level of drive, your dedication to what it is that you're doing, the love that you have for what you're doing, and how unbelievably happy it makes you, that you're just an absolute light, an absolute light. I really appreciate that. And I'm very, very, very proud of you. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. And I'm really excited that you were our guest on the Michael Litton Experience. Oh, happy to be here. <laughs> You've been doing this. Thanks for spending some time with us. Oh, thank you for letting me. I really enjoyed it. This has been fun. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Mike Litton Experience. 
If you did, do us a favor, smash that subscribe button, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about our program, and wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a rating. It helps us to connect with quality people just like you. And that's a wrap. Another episode of the Mike Litton Experience in the books. Reach out to Mike on Instagram at Litton Realty. Want to meet with Mike? Check out calendly.com slash Rio 760.